Spring has sprung. You guys heard that one before? <laughs> no. I, what was it? Per- I don't know. Spring got sprung. Oh. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. listening. That's really when, clever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spring got sprung is when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and round thing in your face, you get... My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. And on an audio feed from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Got a little lilt to the names like Rich Sweeten, Sean <laughs> O'Brien. You know, it, it was all like, you know, then it's all casual. Like, it's like, it's, it, you know, these guys, it's Rich Sweeten and Sean O'Brien. <laughs> And Matt Kesnell. Now they, they do know yeah, these guys. Did, did they do it? Did yeah. they do it? No, these these. You, you don't want to do that with the Kesnell name. No, no, nobody comes here for Kesnell. They come here for the Rich Sweeten. They come here I for come Sean here for O'Brien, the... and they come here for the Tim Hansen, which is unfortunate because he's not here. Uh, oh. He's 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 worried. He's, he's, he's out there. He has been from fired Brose. from Brosa. Yes, he's been fired from this podcast. <laughs> Uh, which is a bummer because we weren't paying him. So it's it's really like a like a you know double punch to the gut where he can't show up, and also we weren't giving him money in the first place. Yeah, it was uh, a, found, a, a unnecessary conflict. To be we honest, we found out he was using Brose funds for hush money payments, and it was just a whole big ordeal. One hundred thirty dollars mm-hmm. of hush money payments. Yeah. $130, which we didn't have as Brose has been consistently reporting a loss for four years. Much like Trump Corp, uh, the Brose podcast, nominal losses in all in all periods. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. The premise of our show is that we answer questions that we bring to the table, us, the bros. We each bring a question that we want to consider with our bros. It could be about current events, pop culture, would you rather's, life, the universe, and everything. Uh, but whatever we answer, we answer it with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. But we want your questions as well. You out there in the audience, we want your questions uh, to answer on the air with said wine and with said mirth. Brosequestions at gmail.com is the email address you want to send them to. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, we got to discuss what we're drinking, I guess, because one of us <laughs> is drinking tonight, and that's Sean O'Brien. The party Singing don't nice stop. sip of that rosé. When I walk in, A to Z, Oregon rosé, 2022, uh, and it is wonderful. And, uh, yeah, just a great, uh, I'm really glad I bought it, uh, judged a book by its cover. And, uh, I proved that that is a thing you should always do. So <laughs> always and forever, <laughs> always <laughs> first impressions are always correct. And, uh, That's you're correct. never wrong about anything. Yeah. Never go further than the surface level says Sean O'Brien. Uh, Rich and I are not drinking for a variety of reasons, but you know, as I always say, let's make the most of this night. Like we're gonna die young. <laughs> There's another Kesha song. It's different. I thought we were, I thought we were all doing Kesha. We're not all doing Kesha tonight. <laughs> I I Sorry. don't know any Kesha. So TikTok on the clock, but the party don't stop. It's That's going down. I know. Rich, don't tell me you've never woken up in the morning feeling like P Diddy. All right, maybe I know a little bit more Kesha than I thought. <laughs> I just don't That's ever right. think about Kesha. And you're doing yourself a disservice, yeah, by not thinking about Kesha. Yeah, am I all the time? (laughs) Uh, Isn't she from PA? Uh, I think she's local. She might be. Also, also, uh, Christina Perry is local. If you're thinking about Christina Perry, I did. I did know that. Um, (laughs) She went to Archbishop Uh, Ryan. What's that? She went to Archbishop Ryan, which is the school that I almost went to. Oh, she to. went to Ryan. Okay. She did go to Ryan. Uh, Kesha's is from LA, which is close to Philly. No, just um, right yeah, pretty there. close. Pretty close. Right around it's the right corner. next to each other. Uh, Christina Perry, I did know about Philly. And uh, Christina Perry was also uh, a, a favorite of 
uh, co-host of the show, Tim Hansen's wife. And she didn't appreciate when I <laughs> she was listening to that song Jar of Hearts at some point. We were we were all together like eight or nine years ago. And I was uh I, I had a couple of beverages in me at that point and <laughs> I was just warbling and making fun of that song for like for too long, for like forty five <laughs> minutes. Uh and she was like getting legitimately angry, not even in like the oh you're you're grinding my gears by my favorite song, but it's like just shut the fuck up. It's not funny and it's hurting my feelings. Uh <laughs> so. That is a, that's my relationship with Christina Perry. I'm sure uh, she is uh, a good person, and she is a is a good pianist and songwriter. Mm-hmm. I right. like that song. It's not bad. Um, all right, who's got a question? BrosequestionsAt at gmail dot com. If you out there in listener land want your question answered on the air, uh, we do have another Tim Hansen question. Uh, if you want to start with that, or if you guys have something burning pressing that you want to kick us off with. Um, yeah, let's do the Tim one first. The Tim Hansen question is, what do you think about the new pitch clock mechanic slash rules in baseball? Sean, we'll start with you. So I didn't know it. I didn't know that they existed until I was watching. Oh, it was, I watched the video of, um, JT Romuto getting ejected for moving his glove. And if you if you haven't seen it, it's just a video in which the cat the catcher from the Phillies gets ejected because the ump goes to place uh a, the ball into his hand into his glove and he moves it away like surreptitiously like not it's it's obviously not on purpose like he just moves mm-hmm. his, he just takes his glove away because he thinks the ump has thrown the ball to the pitcher mm-hmm. it is it's a full nonsense thing it's very silly I would recommend watching it uh it's but a game, but... yeah uh, so. Anyway, so uh, I, I then I saw the pitch clock because that was what had happened was that he had uh, the pitcher had broken. That got I, I, I so mm-hmm. I might need it explained to me in that it so if you do not pitch within the allotted time, mm-hmm. you get a it's a ball, it's an automatic ball. Yeah, so the ball gets added to the count. Okay, um, yeah. I think. I think it is a, it's fine. I think it's a little bit, it's too little too late. I think it is an attempt to modernize the game and kind of get it moving. But I think, uh, I don't think that's what people are looking for. I don't think anybody who was not watching baseball because it was too long is now going to be like, finally, they have 45 seconds or whatever to pitch the ball. You know, I think it's, Mm -hmm. I, I think the people who like baseball, one of the draws of it is that it's kind of a long game and it's kind of slow paced and it's, 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 Baseball, honestly, is more of like, this is dumb, but it's like a vibe. Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you know, like, it's not, it's competitive, but it's not, it's like golf. Very similar in that it's like, it's, it's not super fast paced. It's a game of like, placement, like you're trying to hit to a certain place as as opposed to hit, you know what I mean? Like, you're not Mm -hmm. necessarily trying to hit a home run every time. I think mm. it, it, it's a it's a game. It's there's a lot of strategy involved where you place people and stuff. So I think it. I I don't know. Like that kind of nitty gritty. Like if you want to watch mm. a, a more like fast paced game, watch basketball or soccer or football. Like games where you know shit's going on. Like that's baseball is a is a for me. It was always just like a chill game, and I love going to a game. Like I don't care that the pitcher's taken. 45 minutes on the mound between pitches. Like you're just there to drink a couple of beers and eat a pretzel yeah. and, you know, enjoy the time. Yeah. So you, know, so you mentioned the placement thing, because that's also one of the other rule changes was they got rid of the shift oh. uh, in baseball. Mm-hmm. So uh, it used to be in the last couple of years, there was no rules about really no rules about where you could place guys in the field for the most part. And so you can look at all the advanced analytics and say, okay, well, like, Ryan Howard, for example, even though Ryan Howard has been in the league for like five or six years, but like, let's say Ryan Howard. And it's like, oh, well, Ryan Howard, we know from the numbers that he pretty much always, if he's not hitting a homer, he's putting the ball here on the right side of the infield. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move five guys to the right side of the infield. No third base, no nothing like that. And so what it would lead to is Ryan Howard just swinging, you know, desperately and grounding out and grounding out and grounding out and grounding over and over again. And so they got rid of the ship because they were like, you know what? This is stupid. 
you know, it, it's it's too easy. And basically, what it turned into was it was a three outcome sport. You either mm. home run, walk, or strike out. Those are the three, or, or ground. I guess four four mm. outcome. You just ground out into the pitcher. So, uh, so they got rid of the the shift as well, mm. uh, which I didn't think I would like because in my, my mind I was like it, like I'm like all right, get good. Yeah, like, figure it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. as a hitter, like, you're a professional. Like, you're a professional like, athlete. You should be yeah. able to hit it. Yeah, you should be a professional athlete. Because if right, yeah, hit at the opposite field. Lay down a fucking bunt. Gets you know, grow up. <laughs> but then, but then I, I now I'm seeing like actual ground ball singles again, and I'm like, all right, I, I kind of like it. So it's it's good to it's good to see this again. Like the Phillies World Series run was was a blast last year, but it was also just all dingers all the time, which was great <laughs> when it was us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was not as fun the other way around. Uh, so I like the the, the shift. I also kind of like the the pitch clock. Frankly, I know it sort of changes up the tenor of the game, mm-hmm. but I also do enjoy uh, that I <laughs> that I look. It, it's good that baseball doesn't take four hours to finish a game. It's good uh, <laughs> in my mind that it doesn't take three and a half to four hours to finish a baseball game. Now mm-hmm. uh, that's not that kind of commitment, even if it just scales it down a little bit. Uh, I think that is, that is helpful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the one other one was, Oh, the bet, the bases are bigger. Bases are huge. Now um, oh, they, bigger they want to encourage stolen bases. Now they want to encourage oh. more steals because in, you know, and it's same thing with a lot of the, the analytics and defensive positioning and everything like that. Uh, steals were way, way down. Uh, people weren't stealing bases as much anymore. Like the days of, you know, Ricky Henderson or or I'm trying to think, of, Billy Hamilton or Juan Pierre back in the day, stealing like 60 bases a year were, were gone. Um, so they were like, "How can we encourage it?" And they're like, "Why well, don't we just make the bases bigger?" So if you want, the bases are very big in comparison to what they were. Uh, they're like gi- gigantic pillows uh, out <laughs> in the field. So there's more surface area for guys to uh, to touch the bag on uh. steal. So. I don't care about that one as much. Uh, I do like seeing more steals because it's fun. But yeah, uh, yeah. But but, yeah. but like I don't know. I think I perhaps like I think all of these changes. It's it would seem to me are just like pleasant for you. But I don't think you would. I don't think you're more likely to turn on a game because you know it's not going to. I don't know. I, that might be just me where it's like I'm not. I like I always expect if I'm watching a baseball game for it to be a commitment. So like mm-hmm. I'm not like like it going down to, to four hours is like right. that's not super like that's not doing it for me like I would tune in either way like it's not right I think from yeah, I don't know really that you're watch a game. yeah I don't know that you're generating more views by being like being like they might steal more bases um I I don't know I think I think we're kind of too far into the game at this point you know what I mean like I think if if they had done this in like the nineties. If they were like, oh, I, I see what's coming and like mm-hmm. our attention spans are are going to be such that we want to keep everything kind of fast, but still have it yeah. be a slow game. Like, I think that it would have helped then, but I think it's kind of a little bit yeah. too little too late. They're, they're too busy ball. pumping Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa full of steroids to worry <laughs> yeah. about these problems back in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah, if you, if, if you want to fix your problems, MLB, just allow steroids again and just like let it. Let, I mean, just they... Let, they, they, they in in much the same way that marijuana was illegal for years, the yeah. steroids are also no. illegal in baseball. Uh, uh, yeah. I I I agree more with Sean. It like it might be little too little too late, but also at the same time, I I've been on record to talk about how I love baseball because it's America's greatest podcast. Um, you, you just you. you it's it's the commentary is great. There's nothing going on, and so you just listen to the color commentary of the two commentators talking about their daily life and whatnot. And it's like it's great. It's a great like conversation that goes on with something going on in the background. And I just I absolutely I've loved baseball my entire life to where like I I am one of those people that like it's not the games are shorter, so it's not actually going to persuade me to go see more games or watch more games. I'm still going to watch the same number of games. I'm going to go see the same number of games. You can't change any rules in baseball to push me to go see baseball more. And I feel like if you're not already a fan by 10, 15 years old, you're not going to be a fan. And most kids 
grow up being fans of sports because of their parents, not because they generally just like sports. Uh, or they get stuck watching sports to where changing the rules to try to make it shorter isn't going to change that outlook on, hey, now that it's shorter, I can be a fan of this. It's not, I don't think making the game shorter is going to work. And I personally don't think they, I, I don't think it's going to be as effective to make these games that, that much shorter. Cause like how much shorter is it? You have 45 seconds to throw uh, a pitch. That's so the, the clock is, is so 30? 45. Is, that is not the timer. So it's 20 seconds. If there are guys uh, on base and 15 seconds, if there's nobody on base. Oh, it's significantly faster. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still don't think yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's gonna draw any more people. But that is significantly faster. That is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. That's like yeah. playing a video game. But the big, the big, <laughs> the big drain on time is still like they change. You know, teams that change pitchers. You know, 95 times in the last four innings mm-hmm. of the game. That's that's the big drain because anytime you want to change a pitcher, it's like all right, you call the guy mm. out from the pen, and he's got to get his. You know, first you have a meeting with the pitcher to buy some more time. Then you go back to the dugout. And then you go and wave the guy in from the bullpen and he needs a few minutes to warm up and mm-hmm. you know then you can get the commercial <laughs> you, that's the real drain on on yeah. time but the but you know it's like in for lack of the strategy of like you, they, they have not done a fundamental change of like okay here's how they, they have some rules on like how many batters you have to face or how many pitchers you have to throw but like yeah they, they trim it in other ways if you're not gonna be able to get people hmm. to stop changing pitchers 95 times in a game yeah. Yeah, like you, you, you want to make the game faster, maybe don't make the uh the bullpen in deep center field. <laughs> to where they have to walk all the way across the field just to get to the mound. Like where are you gonna put it? Right dead center, under, right under de- <laughs> you, you, you have a you have an elevator <laughs> that brings them up from <laughs> you have an elevator, you have you place the bullpen underneath the field and the elevator brings up yeah. the mound. No, you, you put the fucking There's a bullpen. high fly ball to center and Mar- Marsh charging in. Oh, runs right into the bullpen. You <laughs> maybe to see it. You hate to see it, Crucky. You do. Maybe the bullpen should also be part of the dugout. Why didn't we think of that and have the entire team together? Uh, because foul balls are going to crush the pitcher. Yeah, absolutely annihilate them. And and yeah. and home, they home did, runs are. They used are? to have that. I want to say it was in San Francisco. I mean, they used to have that back, you know, like decades ago. And then, like as recently as '03 or '04, there were stadiums that had it. But it, the errant foul ball would just like yeah, clunk you get them. smoked. Well, because well, a home run. To be fair, you have time to react to. It's yeah. coming. Of yeah. sometimes a foul ball, if you're close enough, that that oh, yeah. that's just yeah. striking you. <laughs> there's no getting. There's no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. I think uh, I think good. They're good rules. I I don't think they're going to draw anybody. But I I guess I do think that it's going to make people who do enjoy the game enjoy it more. It's like okay, let's get. I've liked it so far. Yeah, I've liked it so far. I mean, like if you're if you're all the way on baseball, you're going to be all the way out on baseball no matter what. But maybe mm-hmm. maybe get some people who are on the fringes or yeah. you know it, it's something like that. I, I do think Reggie, you don't have to worry about anything about these rules uh, changing your world's best podcast mindset on the game because uh, I was watching uh, Phil's Yanks the other night and uh, it was like the I say it was the seventh or eighth inning and uh, it was a competitive game in Yankee Stadium Phillies Yankees and for like almost an entire at bat uh, Phillies color commentator John Crook was talking about like his experience sitting in a seat at Fenway Park <laughs> unrelated game unrelated team unrelated stadium in a competitive baseball game got through nearly an entire at bat without saying a word and and wouldn't shut up about Fenway. So he wouldn't let uh, the play-by-play guy, Tom McCarthy, say anything about the at-bat either. He was just like, the seats, they're uh, they're just so small, T-Mac. I mean, they're just it was real. You know, they were built for something. Meanwhile, it's like 2-0 count, 2-1 count, 3-1 count. And T-Mac <laughs> That's what I'm talking chomping about. A bit desperate to say something about the game. That's what I'm saying. Greatest podcast it. ever, man. I yeah. do love and see, it. It exists even though there's a pitch clock. Uh, so, all right. Uh, who's got a question? Go. All right. Anyone? You know what? I'll go. Right, it's 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 callback time. Remember, I made reference <laughs> to a callback question. I wanted us to be at our silliest when I got this callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, re-listening Feeling to silly. our Broversation episode with James. 
There was a question about guys and dating. And I have a question. It's more for Mary, but maybe she forwarded this stuff to you guys and you've edited it as well. But this like the right time to be asking a question to Mary. <laughs> were, were all of our fans that sent in dating requests to me just that bad that you guys never sent them to me? Like, what happened with those? Like, there was there was someone who said to send in anybody wants to date me. There are the emails uh, to the topics, mm. and we never got any of them. So, like, did Mary just vet them all and say that they weren't all worth it? Or, like, did you guys get them? And, mm. uh, like, what happened here? What happened here? Because I never got any of them. So, I want to bring it up because we got like 950, but they were all from that Dr. Takeshi Yamada, the taxidermist. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He got, okay. re- he got, it was the things that he was saying about you were so <laughs> specific and off putting. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to, we really, Tim, Matt, and I really did not want to put you through that. Uh, it made know. me look I... at sand an entirely different way. I can't go to the beach anymore. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Okay. So you, so it was really just we got too many of of spam basically and we didn't get any like legit actual I mean stalker like this is criminal activity, oh, Rich. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he we... he, uh-huh. he he wanted to uh stuff mm. me in the taxidermist sense. Mm. I mean, you could say that. You, that is definitely you'd be, you'd be, you'd be like five percent correct but uh yes <laughs> yeah we did we did all report right. him to the authorities but, so you, okay. you should be okay Shaz- all right <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate you guys looking me looking out uh legitimate yeah. question here's a little legitimate question and it's a quick one mm. that's fun one. do you have a comfort song do you have a song you listen to when you like you need just like to feel good or to feel happy or feel comforted or whatever do you have just like one of those like oh man i just need to hear this song for me one of them is rainbow connection i just anytime i'm just feeling like down or mopey or just like just not in it i find there was uh they released a video the muppet youtube released a video of kermit singing rainbow connection i think in 2020 just after like lockdown started and like anytime i'm feeling down i'm like let me, i need to i need to hear kermit sing rainbow connection hmm. is it is it oh it's the kermit one it's not the uh rivers cuomo and Haley williams one no as much as i know matt would love the fact that i love listening I to the say, weezer really <laughs> no, no i i definitely no it's not it's not the rivers cuomo one like it, that is a good version but i just i love me hearing kermit singing uh Singing uh, Rainbow Connection. Mm. Feel good song all around. Something comforting. Huh. There are songs that I always like. There are songs that always pop up in my head out of nowhere, like every like couple of days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really comfort songs, but they're ones that. Put, like it's, but they're not like. They are not like soothing. Like, oh, here's something good for your brain. Here's Rainbow Connection. It's like surprise, you're dead by Faith No More. <laughs> it's like, um, like just really random stuff. I would say one that's rousing, even though it's about kind of a dour subject, is the song "Constructive Summer" by The Hold Steady. Uh, it's such a really energetic song, and it's always a good, you know. Sequestered in Memphis is also a good one for that. Like just a good, like upbeat song. And I'll, I love listening to that. I can, I, I'm, when I think of comfort songs, I think about songs that I could listen to almost any time and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sequestered in Memphis is probably one. And uh, no, Sean, you got anything? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. Mm-hmm. Is it? It is. It, I am stoked to hear it every time I hear it. I love it. I love the melodies. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a. It is a. Uh, it is a comfort song. I think that's that's the one. I think that kind of can get. You can you can hit me at any mood. Like right now, I'm listening to a lot of like heavier music, like with a lot of like like a lot of like angry aggressive music, but like. 
that song will come on sometimes in like my Spotify shuffles and I'll be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Yes. Like, it's like Pantera, this They mm-hmm. Might Be Giant song. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want too. So I think it's that one. That's probably my, one of my, I'm trying to think, because I feel like that one I think is the, is, is the best answer. Like, if you want to get me in a good mood or at least not affect my mood in any way, it's that song. I'll either feel better or as good as I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, praise chorus by Jimmy Eat World. Well, I love that song, but yeah, nice. That's a good. Can song. always listen to that song. Super upbeat. Uh, you know, good. You know, major key melody. Great stuff. Another one I have is um, it's when I'm gone, or you might know it as Cups from the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, yeah. That song. I, I can like it usually when I'm in one of these movies, it's like I'm I have a set list of those like cups, rainbow connection, this, that, whatever. And like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. and honestly, the the subject of the song, I don't like necessarily has to be a upbeat, positive subject. It just has to be a song that helps you feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Party hard band or WK. I mean, there you go. Oh, I was going to say she is beautiful band WK. That's my good, good too. song. Ooh. I love the guitars in that. That's a uh, yeah. That could that guitar leads really hard to play. It is. It is very hard. To it's play. all one string. It's not fair. Anyone? Anything else? Any other comfort songs? Um, Does he always come back to? Uh, the song, <laughs> the song, simple and clean, the theme song to Kingdom Hearts yeah, One. Uh, yep. Yep. That song, yeah, I that song slaps so hard, and it is so mm. good. And I think I, I will. That song is less like I'm not gonna like seek it out, but anytime it comes on, I'm like, yes, this is, <laughs> this is it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Panama by Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> song's so good. There's nothing wrong with that song. His song's perfect. Mm. Oh, you know what? Um, because I played this with my daughter a lot uh, when when I was off with her on leave. Uh, the song "Really Rosy" uh, by Carol King, which is from Maurice Sendak Children's Special, uh, but it is an, a, a very very good simple two minute song, uh, and it's a very pleasant melody, and uh, and it's just about a, a little girl who's talking about how great she is. Oh, come on! <laughs> nice. That's yeah. a good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that song a lot. Uh, all right, that was good, right? That's a that's a lot of, a lot of comforting songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. bunch of songs that make us feel good. Make us feel good, man. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think I've got something here. So I got one, two, three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I, let's keep it. Let's keep it breezy. Easy breezy for now. Um, besides Brose. What podcasts have you been listening to regularly for the longest? Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Let's see. This is funny because I have I have a show that's like ten years common and I have not listened to that in eight years. So mm. it's not that one. It's probably not that one. At this point, there are very few. So I started listening to podcasts back in like 2007. And at this point, the only one that I'm still listening to now on a semi-regular basis is just the podcast version of the show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR, mm-hmm. which I don't really count because that's a terrestrial radio show that they make into podcast form. Uh, that, that show existed for, has it been around for 25 years? Um, listen to the Around the NFL podcast. It's an NFL network show, and I've been listening to that for about 10 years, and it's still very good and legitimately very funny for a football show. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I listened to, I was thinking about it because I, I remember a lot of the stuff that I really started listening to podcasts uh, with back when I was in college. I sort of fallen off when I listened to like a fantasy football podcast. I don't really listen to that anymore. The news show I listened to. There is a news show I listened to um, this morning with Gordon Deal occasionally, a news show that used to be from the Wall Street Journal. Um, but like, the fantasy football show I don't listen to anymore. Uh, the Adam Carolla show I do not listen to anymore. Uh, 
lot a lot of stuff that was like formative for me and the the reason a lot of the reasons why I enjoy podcasts and now either they don't do the show anymore or I've just sort of moved on from those those programs in the past. Hmm. Um hmm. I used to I don't anymore. I used to listen to You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Well, I listened to that uh, a ton, but that was years yeah. and years ago. Yeah, but that like I think I stopped maybe 2016, 2017. Because uh, some mm. of the episodes would just get so long, like three and a half, four hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was that at one point was probably my longest running. That and Nerdist, which eventually became ID10T, um, which I stopped listening to that when there was all that stuff with Hardwick going on. Because after everyone left the show besides Hardwick, the show just suffered. It just wasn't mm-hmm. as good. Um, so I think at this point, there is... Uh, it's either going to be Welcome to Night, Mail, n- n- Night Vale. Not Night, mm. not Night Vale. Night Vale. That or there is Welcome an audio drama. <laughs> Welcome to Oatmeal. There's an mm-hmm. audio drama called We're Alive. It is a zombie-based audio drama that started in 2009. I think I started listening to it probably in 2014 and i've listened to every episode every season um but they have had long breaks between certain seasons like they'll have like a year or two off between seasons uh but i've listened to every single bit of it um and all of their uh all of their additional like uh spin-off stuff and whatnot as well so i think that's probably longest running one besides maybe Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Mm. Mm. I don't listen to it as regularly as I did when I first uh, came across it, but uh, the Stuff You Should Know podcast is very good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the few podcasts I've seen live. Oh. see it live in person back at the truck when it still existed. You saw, you did see Night Vale as well. We did see Welcome to Night Vale at the uh, Keswick. We yeah. did. Nice. We saw, yeah, yeah. We saw yeah. The that murder mystery show. one. I've seen. I've seen. Uh, Welcome to Night Vale twice live because awesome. there was a Keswick, and then my wife and I went once, and they were playing down in DC. Uh, they did. They did a live performance, and I do not remember much about that live podcast, but I do remember that that was the first time that I was introduced to Dessa, uh, who's mm. uh, become one of my favorites. Uh, she she did. She was the uh, the opening act, and she also did the uh, the weather. Uh, the weather, the weather for Night Vale is consistently I, is very good. Yeah, they good. they have definitely was... dropped some like crazy good songs. There's that one was... point they, they really blew me away because like three or four years in, uh, they had they had, had an Against Me song. Mm-hmm. Like it was like they had all this like sleepy had, sort uh, of like trans soul rebel two trans two trans soul rebel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think so. The longest I I have. Definitely fallen off listening to podcasts, especially since I stopped going into the into an office. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I don't I don't have as much time. Like I'm content's hitting me different now. Um, but yeah. I would say that the podcast Ear Biscuits from Rhett and Link. Okay. Uh, so Rhett and Link are like OG YouTube guys. Like they've been doing it forever. They do a show now called Good Mythical Morning that I still watch. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but like I'll catch it a couple times a week. And then uh, they had a pod- They have a podcast called Ear Biscuits, which initially was them interviewing other YouTube people. And it was very much like it was like very of the time. Like it was like when we were in college, like it was like they would interview like Hank Green and John Green and like Grace Helbig and... Mamrie Hart, I think. I don't remember. A bunch of like mm-hmm. YouTubers at the time. So it was very in that space. And it has since evolved to be more of just like a uh just two dudes talking kind of podcast. And I so I don't mm-hmm. listen to it a lot, but like sometimes I'll have like really good episodes. Like a while ago, they so they used they their careers started because they were uh youth pastors basically and Mm. they have a they have they both at this point 
uh, have like left the faith. They were like Southern Christians, like hardcore, like evangelical Christians. And mm. they have since like left the faith to hmm. differing degrees. Um, and like those podcasts where they talk about the deconstruction of their faith and like their faith journey is like really compelling oh. and just very interesting. And it's like, uh, yeah, like very cool to, yeah, just cool, like interesting. Mm-hmm. And so like, and it's, and it's also like those two I've like grown up with, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they've been doing it since like I was a kid and they're still doing content that like, while isn't necessarily for me, is still consumable by me. It's not like they're not mm-hmm. like pandering, you know what I mean? Like they're not like yeah. fully changing uh, the game, but yeah, but that's probably it. Ear biscuits because it because I still hit it sometimes, uh, not mm-hmm. all the time, but like it still comes up. Brose does Brose is still is the most listened to podcast I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm going through my podcast app, realizing I'm subscribed to a bunch of podcasts that I flat out have never listened to. Mm. I was mm. like, they like it would be like um, Life is Short with Justin Long. I think he was on. You made it weird, and he was getting ready to do Life is Short, mm-hmm. or had a few episodes, and I was like, oh, I should check that out, because I love Justin Long. Never checked it out. Um, hmm. And and then there's a bunch of them, because like I'll do a lot of the audio dramas. There's a bunch of audio dramas I'm subscribed to that no longer have a show going anymore. Mm. They've ended. But I'm still subscribed to it, so I'm like, maybe I should unsubscribe to lower this list to make it seem like it's more viewable anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it. I I I'm kind of same with Sean. Like I was really big into podcasts, especially when I was working in the office, and then I just like I fell super hard. Um pretty much when COVID hit and it's kind of the same with music as well. Like I was listening to a lot of music and I was listening to a lot of podcasts every day. And then once I got started working from home, it's like, Oh, well my computer's right here and YouTube's right there. Netflix Mm -hmm. is right there. I don't need the rest Mm -hmm. of this stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Reasonable. I think that, that definitely changed a lot of listening and viewing habits for a lot of people, myself included for a while. Uh, So yeah, that's, Definitely is is pertinent. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Sean. Okay. What do you got? Uh, let me see. I don't think I picked a question, but I have so many. Um, hmm. Hmm. I'm just going through my iTunes library now, finding more comfort okay. songs. <laughs> we'll we'll keep we'll stay in the music genre. I think. Yeah. I'm realizing uh, now is... that I added the song Rooftops by Lost Profits a few years later than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 2018 ad, and I must not have been looking at the news. <laughs> what is your least favorite popular song? So, like, least favorite popular song. Least favorite popular song. So, like, I fully despise. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. I think it is one of the worst songs that's ever been written. Like Poison? Yeah, it's so fucking bad. I hey, I was I was thinking about it recently just because um and oh because I think like I think it was because Rock of Love, the sh- the reality TV show that he was on back in VH1 when they were doing that nonsense. Uh but they in Rock of Love, I rem- I watched a lot of Rock of Love and he would bring up Every rose has a thorn. Every fucking episode, he would <laughs> be know, like, wrote, like, like I as as <laughs> yeah, as a like to illustrate how in touch with his feelings he was. You know what I mean? He'd be like, "Well, I'm so when I wrote every rose, you know, like <laughs> it was just because I was just feeling yeah. things so deeply, mm-hmm. and I was just like, my fucking god, like so so now I think I can't." That's inextricable from who I know Brett Michaels to be as a person. That fucking Pittsburgh piece of shit. Just, just like, just, he's from Pittsburgh. He is from Pittsburgh, but just like, uh, but just like, like I think every time I hear "Every Rose Has Its Thorn," I think I just it is so cringy to me. Like it's so much like 
I just get so mad about it because I'm like, this piece of garbage, this fake piece of garbage. <laughs> like, this is so utterly meaningless. And so it's that song and the song Heat Waves, which is, I, I forget know. who it's by. Hold on. It's, uh, it's Heat Waves by Glass Animals. And it is the song that's like, oh my God, it's, I hate it so much. I figured out today, honestly, why I hate it so much. Um, it's the song that's like, sometimes all I think about is you late night in the middle of June. I hate yeah. that song. I fucking hate that song so much because it was, it's honestly a little bit because when I, uh started i started listening to the radio again because i i was driving alice to and from the babysitter and it didn't matter what station i listened to <laughs> heat waves was on because it was on like q102 which is our like pop station and it was on our alternative rock station so it it was it was one of those songs that like transcended genre and was being pushed yeah. on every single station so i heard it yeah. all of the time and I realized the reason I hate it so much, it's because it's the exact same song as Sweater Weather. Oh, The Neighborhood. Yeah, by The Neighborhood, which got overplayed. Because it, Sweater Weather came on, and I was like, oh, I really like this song. And I was like, but at the time, I did not, because it was played all of the time. And I was like, I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't care about the holes in her sweater. I just, I'm just, I'm done with this song. And so Heat Waves, oh. so when Heat Waves... <laughs> exactly and when heat waves first came out i felt like it was an overplayed song because it, it has the exact same it's the exact same like milieu as mm -hmm. sweater weather it's just that exact song it has it's so similar i know they sound completely different and probably have nothing in common musically but they are the same song mm -hmm. to me no I, just, I i i can yeah yeah. So, so no heat waves no heat waves no. i i hate that song so much i'm i i cannot stand it i it's a it's a listen glass animals great job writing that song i hope you made a million dollars off it i cannot stand it <laughs> this is without a shadow of a doubt sweet child of mine or not sweet child of mm. mine. sorry sorry i really blew it because it's not sweet child of mine i like that song uh sweet caroline Bum, bum, bum. Ba, ba, ba. It's, bad. it's bad it's stupid it's boring the worst people you know love shouting that song uh mm -hmm. is it is uh, first of I all the, attacked the, right now the, for the, the <laughs> worst people that you know love I feel attacked right now caroline uh bum, bum, bum. that's that's not and then the so good so adding more lyrics to the song like it doesn't involve it just the, the part where good times never seem so good so good so good so good is not in the song there's people adding that because they want to be loud obnoxious even more <laughs> during that song there's, they're manifesting up new ways to be boorish uh <laughs> is, is inextricably tied to the boston red sox among the uh, Red Sox fans who love swinging Sweet Caroline during the seventh inning stretch because Neil Diamond showed up a couple of times and now it's, now it's their song, so they get to sing it all the time. It is mm -hmm. just, it's not a good song. It's The, the melody is kind of bland, uh, but hey, it's, it's, it's a piece of Americana because it might be about Jackie Kennedy or some shit. So it's Neil Diamond, great American songwriter. That, 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 that. So we got to play it all the time. It's, it's just, it's, I've heard it a billion times. It's never interesting. I, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, when, like, if you, you know, something is going to happen, like, like, let's say like there's somebody at work who's like really annoying, but you know, you're going to cross, you know, pass their desk every day. And they say like, top of the morning to you like in a weird <laughs> way and it bothers you and so like every morning you come in and you're dreading it like oh, carol's gonna say top of the morning to you or something like that and so you start psyching yourself out and it becomes a pro it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy and like the the anticipation is almost as bad as the payoff that's me when i hear the first three notes of, of sweet caroline <laughs> at a wedding at a ball game at a whatever i know what's coming and it's just and the worst part is that the build up to that part that frustrates me the most is also so 
slow and boring and sashaying and uninteresting that that i'm just like it's it's interminable war oh. touching war reaching out dying of fire <laughs> i feel so attacked you know you know what song might make you feel more attacked that i just remembered that i genuinely hate that i feel like i should love because i'm of our generation is uh teenagers by my chemical romance I Ooh. cannot stand that song. You don't I like under- that song, yeah. I do not like it at all. I think I think it is boring. Okay. I think it's fine. I think I think the thing about it is like there from my perspective, there are so many like that in that genre of music, like that type of song where it's like teenagers are scary and bad, like that song has been done. I can't I can't think of an example, but I know that song has been done better. Like that, like we're weird and I don't know. I, I just think it's like it's just I my chemical romance, every other song by them I like significantly better I, than that. That is not I, the I, would... I thought you were gonna take with not liking that song. I thought I thought you were gonna go with like, "Hey, we're a punk band, but we're doing a blues song." Ooh, look at listen, us! Listen, <laughs> that's that's fine. I don't like. Listen, I that's get out I like of your it. get out of your comfort zone. I just think the song sucks and is boring. <laughs> I just right. think it's hey, it's that, just that, that's it's a just reasonable. You're not treading any new territory, and the, the lick is is like blues, but it's like the most basic blues riff. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very nah, 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 nah. like it's fine, cool. I don't yeah. give a shit. They don't, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I they because they do. I think the problem with that song for me is that they, my chemical romance specifically on that album, do so many, so much more interesting shit than that song. I don't know. That's just, but that also, you know, music's subjective. You can love teenagers and it can have meant a lot to you, and that's fully mm-hmm. valid and good for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, You're not more like, like my chem isn't like. Like, I'm, I listened to them a lot when I was in high school. They're not one of the ones that I sort of stuck with, uh, partially because they put out much more music after that. But, like, mm-hmm. Teenage is one of the songs I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I, like, listen to this. It's a fun, you know, dumb little 2005-ish kind of song. But, like, I don't have that emotional, like, yeah, I was an outcast. I think I was, like, when that song came out, I was right near the end of that period where that kind of song appealed to me. Like, mm-hmm. we're not like each other. Because I, I, was, I was starting to get a fuller picture of, like, you know, 17 year old white male living in the suburbs is maybe not the outcast factor that truly exists in society. <laughs> yeah. But I like stuff on the warp tour. Yeah. Woo. Like, like all time blows cover of umbrella. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that they did that. They did. It's good. It slaps. Mm. Uh, it's a phenomenal uh, cover. <laughs> okay. It, at the time. I don't know if it holds up, but at the time, I was way into it. I was like, this is and exactly a, what I want. It goes pop. Oh, Sandra. yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Give me give me yeah. some of that. <laughs> I, I, love, I love me some good punk goes pop. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Those albums were... Send Me uh, an Angel. Send Me an Angel by Thrice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I loved them. Rich, what's a popular made song that? Uh... Too many of them, oh, good. but they are good. Well, no, they made too many of those albums. The punk goes, punk goes they went a little punk bit. Goes acoustic. It, 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 yeah, it got, well, that was good, but it got kind of like, um, you know, like now, like now, that's what I call music ish, mm-hmm. where it like, right. there was just so many of them. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they, I don't know, they they kind of ran out of songs that the the target audience would know well that's also it's a relic of a time when like cross genre like there, there was a lot of like in you know sort of integrity panic when it came to like punk and you know hard rock and mm-hmm. stuff like that it was very important that you were you know you were a punk band you played punk music and so when it was like oh we're we're crossing genres we're doing an 80s cover and like nowadays mm-hmm. it's like all right that's fine like lil nas x does songs with uh billy ray cyrus machine gun kelly is writing paramore songs now it's fine everybody just does whatever Mm -hmm. rich what is a popular song that you do not like 
I'm having a hard time thinking of one. Um, the only thing how about that comes Sweet mind... Caroline by Neil Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> the honestly, the only thing that comes to mind when thinking about this question is just two words: Dave Matthews. Um. So. All right. I understand what you're saying, but I disagree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, I, I think Dave Matthews is like, I think when we were in college, Dave Matthews was like, uh, I think Dave Matthews got a bad rap. I think he was too popular for the kind of music that he was, but like satellite back of jam bands. Yeah. I, mm. but like some of his songs are truly so good. Like ants marching is a really f- good song and satellite is so fun to play and it's really like it's it has a cool i don't know it has like a really cool melody and guitar part it's so good tripping billies that's a great song but i think <laughs> dave matthews is a, it's not a I'm, you're not wrong for picking <laughs> i think well the thing is i've never actually like i've only really listened to what was on the radio and back when we were uh in high school uh and 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 early college like that's all that was on mm-hmm. the radio a lot was was a lot of Dave Matthews especially Ants Marching and like Ants Marching I didn't know that that was the song that like I only really thought of was because all I really think of when I think of Dave Matthews is bump 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 and I'm yeah. just like that's, I'm like what is that song I don't oh, yeah. like it that's that <laughs> it's, is it's, it's very jarring I don't like the beginning <laughs> of that song but um I, I, most... I think <sighs> Um, the most, <laughs> the most college experience, the most, uh, late, not late aughts, early, early, uh, you know, early teens college experience I had was I was in my dorm room and I was playing, um, crash by Dave Matthews on my guitar by myself and a dude I didn't know walked into my room was like Dave Matthews my guy and like, fuck. I was like you're you're right yeah. good hearing and he was wearing just sandals like, on his just, feet and his yeah, head somehow exactly like the most stoned man I've ever seen but at the time didn't know he was stoned because I hadn't really that had that hadn't like entered my uh, yeah and that wasn't yeah. part of my experience yet it was very funny. Yeah. Which, like, leads, like I think it's a lot of my just disinterest and not liking of Dave Matthews is more leaned into how overplayed some of their, like, top hits were. Mm-hmm. And their fans just, I, I knew a lot of people in high school that were fans of Dave Matthews that just generally sucked as people. Um, and so I was just like, well, I'm not listening to Dave Matthews then. This band sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, You're, I... I think you should give some of their stuff a chance, but also if you don't, that's fully okay because mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of people who were like, "If I, I think Dave Matthews for us was kind of like fish, mm-hmm. where it's like you had like wild, like people were like wildly into Dave Matthews and would be like, I'm so stoked to go watch Dave Matthews play for three straight days. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, I have trouble and getting that's, that's getting on board for one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have trouble getting on board for uh, you know watching a band for an hour and a half. So, mm-hmm. you know, live your best life, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was say uh, the, the ultimate college experience either involves Dave Matthews Band or OAR. Oh my <laughs> god, it's a crazy game of poker. Uh, poker, yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> any other popular songs you guys can't stand? cringe every time it comes on no not not that i not that i can think of right now but also like they're probably not coming in mind because i changed the station or flipped them too fast to really like keep them in my mind like i know Mm. when i hear it i hate it but i don't think about it outside of that yeah it's probably like a wedding song that everybody just goes apeshit for that I'm not thinking of right now, where I'm just like, I don't get it. Why is everybody freaking out? Yeah, everybody's got to get to the dance floor for X. And I was like, I don't, eh, whatever. Um, I know this isn't a big song anymore, so I don't think it's not an issue. I'm not running into it all the time. But if I never heard the reason by Hoobastank again, 
I'd be okay. <laughs> I think I'd be all right with I, that. It's been a long I, time since I've heard that song. Yeah, but I, I think I'd be okay if the, if the last time I heard it was... I had that album. I will not. I will cop to that. I had that album. That was... Because, because the song Out of Control is very good that was the first Sounds single off good. that album it is very it was very good it was it was exactly what i wanted at that time it was like heavy but not like scary yet like i didn't get into like i wasn't like into like megadeth and pantera yet i was into like he- sure. i was getting into heavier music that was like yeah you know baby baby steps yeah 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 i yeah. didn't realize that hoobastank was like you know alt rock you know hard you know quote-unquote hard rock kind of band uh, because of the reason i was like oh he's wimps wimp mm-hmm. band <laughs> and then at some point i think i heard uh it was uh, same direction was on a video game it was on a mad mm-hmm. game and i was like oh, okay this is a little different and then uh went from there so yeah good entry point like you said good uh, entry mm-hmm. point segueing into eventually heavier stuff you, you mentioning the reason made me think of one from high school that like i really didn't understand why it was popular and that is vindicated by dashboard a, uh, a lot of people yeah. hate that song, and I don't. I don't know why. I think it's fine, but I knew. I knew many people who were like very anti that song. I don't. I don't mm. like. I think it's fine, but I don't. This I don't. Is a general like backlash against Dashboard. Like I, I like. I didn't really listen to Dashboard Confessional High School because I just understood it to be shorthand for emo music, like even more emo <laughs> than what I was listening to. Yeah. Um. So yeah. A little bit of that uh, unfair stigma. I think. For for me, it was just, it was before going to high school every day, I would turn on like whatever MTV music station we had with digital cable and Vindicated was always on every day at the same time for like three months. And I'm just like, all right, I've done with this song. Give me something new. It, it was, it was that song and the other song from the Spider-Man soundtrack, Hero. Uh. Bug Bites by Alien Ant Farm? Oh, sorry. No, it wasn't Bug Bites by Alien Ant Farm. It was Hero. I I don't know (laughs) if it was called Hero, but it was by Chad Kroger and the dude from Saliva. Josie Scott, you are thinking, in fact, of Hero. (laughs) I am thinking of Hero. That that song is so good. (laughs) (laughs) They're here to save us. Not gonna stand here and wait. Wait, that's not just he's a got a little bit of back song. <laughs> What's that? That's no. not just a Nickelback song. I thought that was just no. a Nickelback song. No, no. Okay. I don't know who's. I don't know who is the owner of that song. If it's Nickelback or Saliva, <laughs> it's Chad Kroger and Josie Scott. Oh, it's Chad Kroger and Josie Scott. Yeah, yeah. You'll notice <laughs> if you ever see a Nickelback concert, they have artistic integrity and they won't play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, guys. That was a good, good set of episodes. We did it. If I had to yeah. give a grade, A plus. A plus. A plus for sure. So, if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, you want to email the question to us at brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. If you want your question answered on the air the way that we answered all these questions during this episode of Brose. And of course, you can listen to our show anywhere. Refined podcasts are bought and sold. You can follow us on pretty much uh, all social media platforms of note. Anything that, that means anything. Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. Facebook at Brose podcast. Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. I uh, want to give a huge thanks to Mary O'Brien, who compiles our listener questions week in and week out. To Tess Riley for editing our show. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. Time for some plugs and Twitter and all that good stuff. Rich, what's going on with you? Check me out on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts. And you can watch me play video games, primarily Apex Legends, throughout all of April at twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. And you can check me out on PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show. Sean, what about you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at hey, it's SOB, and you can find me at frisbees at obdiscolf. Find them on those frisbees. Tim Hanson. Find them on them. Is on Twitter at Tim R. Hanson. I am on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M 
K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And uh, my plug for this week is uh, spring. Spring now. Yeah. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everybody. For Rich Sweet and Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.